0: This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to of Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico.
1: I'm Truman, and it's episode 422. Sorry, 422. <laughs> Icebreakers,
0: freshmaker. <laughs> you, you know, I was gonna go with like uh, I forget what the last ep- week's episode title was. But I was to say we should do that part two. So, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely another icebreaker. Uh, Red Bulls get their first win of the season. Thankfully. Finally, two-one yep. <laughs> uh, over Columbus. Van uh, Zier gets his first goal of the season, so that's huge. Um, we'll get into that. Um, and I just realized I downloaded Voice to so Do it real quick while you read the tweets <laughs> for, for this game. All right,
1: let's get these tweets going. Well, hold on, one second. Three, two, one. Okay, here we go. Uh, from at Ruchesko said two goals, two DPs, post 2015 Red Bulls does not compute. What's the odds Van Zier comes off the bench against Charlotte? Probably like 100%. Uh, Jeremiah at Red Coach J said, "Hey, good player. We paid to play good. Does good thing. How about that?" And then of course Steven Santos finally we won or finally we won. Finally, brought a new friend to the game and he agrees our goalie sucked on that first goal we gave up. What a great comeback win by our DP goal, my friend Fulton will come back to more games for sure. There you go. Yeah, There's
0: your it's 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 kind of important, you know, to win to bring fans in. Yeah, imagine that. Um, all right. So I said a voicemail. Eddie Delecto's back, baby. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so he called in. Saturday night at like 11 o'clock, so I'm sure this was after the game and after him being very happy for the win. So let's hear what he has to say.
2: It's been a while, guys. How are you? i hungover. I don't want to talk that much. My third is also murdering me, but it is so fucking nice to see you win. It is so nice to go through Orlando and see that loss. The two ties in the middle in Haas and, and uh, at home and finally seeing a win, and that 2-1, it was so nice. I can forget about the shit housing in the first one. That was awful, but we don't talk about that. But, oh my God, it is so nice to see a win. It is also nice to be fucked up and watching a win at home. It's been, it, feel like, it feels like it's been forever, and that's all I have to say. I, I'm so happy to make a call again. I know, I'm sure I am sure the guys are dreading it seeing <laughs> my name on the list. <laughs> Good
0: night. Uh clearly we were not dreading it because we celebrated. Oh, we're very fun. happy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, i have a question kept, question their, Eddie. kept their Google Google voice number going. <laughs> Eddie, how how are you how are you hung over when
1: you're calling in us at night?
0: Uh what? I'm a, I'm assuming he was preparing himself for pain. Right. And and, and he self medicated a little too early. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think about. But anyway, Eddie, it's quite, it's good to hear your voice again. Yes. Uh. So yeah, let's. With that being said, let's get into our thoughts on the game, with our likes and dislikes. Uh. I'm. Since I usually let you go first on dislikes. I'm gonna take it first this time, because that goal was shit.
2: Yes. <laughs> fucking embarrassing.
0: Uh. As as it was pointed out on the the broadcast, <clears throat> Cornell had no real reason to be out of the box. Uh, I think if it wasn't for Cornell, Reyes clears that ball, no problem, and we win two nothing. And Truman then gets three points instead of one. Yeah. Uh, just a complete miscommunication. Um unfortunately not the first time Cornell's had those those kind of um, gaffs. Yeah, I was trying to think of the right word. Yeah, that, that's a good way, of, good way of putting it. Not the first time. Hopefully it's the last, but um, that was a completely unavoidable goal. The only good thing I could say is that we held them. I think that was only like the... I think officially two shots on goal the whole game. So if you were to take that one away that means the defense only give up really one shot on goal and that's a good streak to continue it just sucks that we had to give up the goal in that fashion yeah i mean
1: it, it, if he's going to make a mistake like that once or twice a year eh, i'm okay with it you know at least it
0: happened in a win
1: yeah and at least it didn't happen um 2 minutes into you know at stoppage time in the in the second half so yeah. There's a lot worse things can happen since you already talked about that. My dislike is the field looked like shit again. And I don't know what's going on over there. Cause again, that field is pristine. The red bulls um, take pride on having a perfect field. And I know it's still March, but I don't know what this team. I feel like even by March, that, that field is just like green, ready to be played on. And there are still just patches of, of Brown in there. So I don't know what's going on.
0: Uh, red bull groundskeepers but get your shit together the only thing I could possibly think of is that the weather has been kind of all over the place this winter and maybe fucked with them that's the only possible thing I could think of now and for some and I don't know why I'm thinking of this Um, so let me see so DC has been um, sharing their stadium this year with the XFL again and remember, when it happened, it Was I guess it was three years ago now, it was right before the pandemic hit, um, their field looked like shit when they were sharing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And their field looks so much better this year for what they're doing. Like, why is it that DC has a better field than we do? Wow. They play in a fucking swamp, and they have a better field than we do. It sucks. <clears throat> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the Grants crew fixes it. Uh, thankfully for them, they're going to have... At least for the Red Bulls, a few weeks break. I think uh, Gotham FC will play one of those weeks, but we'll see. Uh, likes. Truman, what did you like about this match?
1: I mean, we can all
0: be very happy
1: that Vanzier scored a goal. Uh, but the biggest part of that were the two assists that got on that goal. And both of those had to be spot on on time. And it was, I think, with Christian C- Caceres to John uh, Tolkien to Zier. Um and they were both perfect passes. And the great thing about Van Zier is that he buried it because Tom Barlow probably would have kicked
0: it into section 101. Well, he also would have tried to get it under control first. Yes. Van Zier was just like, fuck this show. Take this shot now. Yep. Uh my like just to be a little different, is going to be Laquinius' goal because the whole game, the narrative pumped on the broadcast was they gotta get Laquinius back into form. Uh and that was just like – for having that narrative being played out for the whole first half and beginning of the second half, that was perfect. Um, I, I guess it's actually perfect leads to my afterthoughts because the reason that was able to happen was because in the second half and, – and I guess it's a new thing this year – is that the referees are actually forcing multiple fouls against a single player is going to result in a card, and we and we saw the warning given to us when we uh, uh what was it I think Nagby, multiple times we fouled him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and then eventually the same thing happened to the uh, Queenies and they warned it and then after that warning the Queenies all of a sudden was able to be creative. It's almost like we've been saying like you know you fa- the teams are intentionally fouling him, taking him out of the games, and the league was not protecting the player, all of a sudden, the yeah. league protects the player, and good things happen. Yep.
1: So, And it definitely seemed like a different team in the in the uh, latter stages of the, of the second half. More attacking it's, football, which I don't think we'd, we'd see ages.
0: It's because they weren't playing from behind. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing.
1: Well, they were playing from behind before they scored that first goal, so the pressure was coming uh, leading up to the first goal. But it's night nice to and and that's no Lewis Morgan. So more of that, please. Yeah. For the love of God, seriously. I mean, I I think I tweeted during the game that I thought when they were losing or maybe when scoreless, with this lineup, I think this team could beat anyone in the league. Um, but they just didn't show anything until the second half. You know, they they didn't show like they were that team. But I mean, knock on wood, this is a sign of things to come. honestly don't know. With this, with the Red Bulls, um, but they show you when they have that talent on the field, they can be a threatening team.
0: It's almost like uh, there's some potential there. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird yeah. when you put on your best fly- players in the field, what happens. And you actually leave your most creative player on the field for the majority of the game. Yes. Crazy. Crazy, I know. Yeah. I think the only reason and if I remember correctly, the only reason he came out was because of a possible injury scare and he that they wanted to protect him. Mm-hmm. Which at in the after the eightieth minute, okay, I get that. You're protecting the player. That makes more sense than taking him out in sixty minutes because you feel like he wasn't doing something. <coughs> All right. Uh any other afterthoughts? No, just relief. Speaking of relief, uh, that's a good segue into the pain index. Uh, So we asked you guys how you're feeling after the win. Uh, There's definitely an improvement in people's moods. Uh, It was a very close vote in terms of the overall index. Uh, One vote separated levels two and three. And that accounted for over 50% of the vote. So we're we're feeling apparently much better as a collective fan base because that number the last two weeks was around like three and a half.
1: So you said there's one vote between two and three, so what was the winner? Oh I'm sorry, two was the winner yeah. by that one vote. So there's still a slight amount of pain in the two one win. And I think you and I agree it's because VNZ played fifteen minutes. And yeah. and the and the and Carnell
0: uh, uh oopsie daisy. Yeah. And actually I think we should talk about this so uh jeremiah at red coach jay on twitter said um that there's not really a good option between winning a cup and quote a draw snatched from victory which i believe uh, hold on let me just make sure yep that's zero and one so he his suggestion is uh what do you choo- or basically what do you choose for a regular old win or something positive but not a full-on trophy
1: uh yeah, his I think suggestion
0: I think we're going to tweak it a little bit. You need to I think it. we have to. Yeah. His suggestion was a good player. We paid to play good. Does good things. I like it. That should be that should be the zero. That should be zero or one. Well, no, I, I, zero. I think is winning trophy. One is that, and then we just kind of shift everything down. I think. Okay. So so next week we're going to shift those d- the descriptions down. I mean yeah, I like the, 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 the the bottom half of the index is, is loaded with a lot of first round playoff exits. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh prediction standings, Truman gained one point for calling the win. I gained nothing. So that puts Truman at two points me at zero. Um all right. With that, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna have on the show uh Gary Gibson from the Soccer Over Gotham podcast. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Uh, Today we have on with us A very special guest, Uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, Gotham FC uh, kicks off their season uh, this Sunday, March 26th. So uh, we have on with us one of the hosts of uh, podcasts I mentioned last year covering Gotham FC from the Soccer Over Gotham podcast, uh, Gary Gibson. Gary, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much for, for having me on. I really appreciate you guys giving me the platform to talk about our podcast. And as a fan of your show for a long time, I, I really, really appreciate it.
0: Well, you're welcome. I mean, we, as you've mentioned, I know you mentioned on your podcast before, and our listeners know, uh, I try to at least keep us updated on what Gotham FC is doing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, time is, is a main factor for a lot of people. And yeah. unfortunately, Gotham FC is not one of those teams I could pay a lot of attention to. So I wanted, you know, with the start of the regular season coming up for you guys, I figured it was a good opportunity for our listeners to get a little more info on the other tenant at Red Bull Arena.
3: Absolutely. And I want to start off by saying I am a Red Bulls fan. And my pain level is like 0.51 at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very specific pain level right there.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I think uh, I think Reyes is going to be a big time sell for this team, for that team.
0: I don't know. We we kind of don't sell players, so we'll see. Uh,
3: he's gonna have to go eventually. He's he's getting he's getting he's finally getting his legs underneath him. I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be a big sell.
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about the reason we're here. Gotham FC. Uh, as yeah. I mentioned, their season starts uh, this Sunday, uh, March 26th, where they will travel to take on uh, Angel City. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with the NWSL uh can you give us kind of a quick history lesson on the nwsl women's soccer and then i guess to a degree hit uh, gotham fc uh,
3: the nwsl is about 10 years old as, as a league and it is the last of the major women professional soccer leagues the two or three before them failed and this one <laughs> at some points probably should have but it kept going and it's reached the point where the CBA has finally been written. The players finally have a sense of protection and it is the sport is growing and is, is blowing up. And they're taking a very much page out of Major League Soccer's playbook where they're now using the expansion teams as a way to boost revenue and to you know further the league. And they just added two new teams last season. They're gonna be adding more teams very soon. And it says the main gist of it but it's a super exciting, fun league. There's only 12 teams, and you got one right in your backyard that play exactly where the Red Bulls plays. So you don't have to go anywhere else. You go right back to the same place, and it's a super fun team. And Gotham is the rebrand of Sky Blue FC. Sky Blue FC was a New Jersey-based team, and about two years ago, they rebranded to New Jersey, New York Gotham FC, and it was a big deal. Uh, they were riding high, and it. The players, some of the players are local, just like the Red Bulls are. We have some New Jersey players. We have some New York players, sort of players you can identify with. And it, again, it's a super fun team. It is the opposite, they were built the opposite way of Red Bull, where they were very possession heavy, very U.S. women's national team heavy. Uh, they would outpossess you, they would outthink you, outpossess you. Uh, and so it was a good balance between being a Red Bulls fan. And a Gotham fan, because I could see both sides of that coin. But Gotham's a super exciting team, and I, and I can't wait to talk more about it.
1: Gary, okay, I'm going to let you know a little secret. I was uh, at the first ever Sky Blue game at the Somerset Patriots baseball stadium.
3: <sighs> yeah, that was like 10 minutes from my from my house when I grew up, and I didn't go to it. Um, I don't know why, but I'm mad at myself for not doing it, because that's, that's <clears throat> awesome. It's right by my house.
0: Yeah, that was Very super cool. fun. Everyone got a uh, free scarf. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. We actually <laughs> did a... Uh, years ago, a doubleheader of Red Bulls and then uh, at the time Sky Blue where we sat with uh, Cloud9. Uh, Use that as a nice little segue. Uh, so, uh, you know, a bunch of Red Bull fans have, or probably most of our listeners on the show are supporters. Um, so Cloud9 is the supporters group for um, Gotham FC. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a background on their formation and, and what they try to do to, to support the team?
3: There's a lot of uh interchange between red bull supporter groups and cloud nines a lot of them are are, uh, supporters of both but cloud nine is incredible they bring that fun loud ruckus to every game and this team since its inception has not been very fun Uh, it's been more more (laughs) negative than positive so for them to stick through and to show up every week and bring the noise and bring that level of intensity every single week. I, my hat goes off to them. I love supporter groups just in general. They're the lifeblood of the sport. I, I, I want to, to build them up as much as I can. And I love them. And they're just amazing. And they're the best people. They're so welcoming. And everybody is welcome. they're, again, they're super fun. I, I just love them to death.
1: I mean, you want to talk about being through oh, they were They were through on and off the field.
2: Mm-hmm. You yes. You know?
1: No, we don't yes. have to get into that nonsense that they had to put up with a couple years ago. But,
3: I mean, these, these fans have been put through the ringer with this team. Yeah, absolutely. And supporter groups in general are, the, again, the lifeblood of the sport. But they're the ones who take the brunt of it. They're the, the ones who, for the fans. They're the ones who have the front office's ear. So they threw it all. And they're still they're still, they're still doing amazing. And, I, I, again, I love them. <clears throat> All
0: right. So now for listeners of ours who are not familiar with uh, Sky Blue FC, I'm sorry, I say Sky Blue FC in my head, Gotham FC, um, who are some players to look out for on the Gotham roster?
3: So this year, Gotham is very, very top heavy. There's a lot of stars. If you if you ever watch the women's national team, a lot of those players are there. You got Christy Muses on the national team. Lynn Williams, who just joined the team this year, is a superstar. She's the second leading scorer of all time in the NWSL, and she's on Gotham this year. Midge Purse is a superstar. She's everywhere. Uh, and we have classic players like McCall Zerboni. We have Allie Krieger is one of the best that ever play. Uh, we have Kristen Edmonds, who's from New Jersey. She's one of the most technical players that you're ever going to find. Allie Long, one of the best passers of the ball you're going to find last season before she went on maternity leave was hitting 92% of her passes from the defensive midfield position. Incredible out of this world. There's so many good players. Oh, yeah. Kelly O'Hara too. It just goes on and on. So it's just a team full of superstars and it's going to be a really, really fun season.
1: Do you think they kind of loaded up because they're like, Hey, last year was such a disappointment. We want to keep the fans interest at Red Bull arena. Why we want to keep
3: bringing people in? It works. There's two, there's two things about that. Yes, I would agree with you 100% that they want to keep fans in the stands. But another thing we there see is in, there was a top-heavy top team, but the depth of the roster was not good enough to compete uh, at this level. And this year, they went all out and got two, basically too deep at every position. It's just interchange a star for another star, and it's just going to be one after another just going and going and going. It's just going to be awesome.
0: All right, so I'm I'm sure uh, you guys are going to talk about season preview stuff um, on your show this week since you guys are playing Sunday. Uh, So the last few years uh, coming out of COVID, the NWSL followed the um, MLS in a season opening tournament, right? They called it the uh, Challenge Cup. And unlike MLS, they actually kept it going after – the first year out of COVID. And Mm -hmm. it seems like it's now become an annual thing. Uh, Right before we started recording, I was looking at their schedule, and I had mentioned to you that it looks like that tournament is now interspersed with the regular season, where in previous years it was all up front. So what is the plan for that tournament
3: going forward and uh, for the NWSL's league? I was not a fan of the Challenge Cup at the beginning. I don't like a front-heavy schedule tournament when the players are not fully fit and so they're not ready to go there's just too many games in a too short a period of time and i thought i thought i know causation doesn't equal correlation but uh, i thought a lot of players got injured really early in the season during that tournament because they just were not fully 90 fit so i like how it's done this year where it's interspersed throughout the the season most all the games are just like the mls are on the weekends and then you have the challenge cup during the week to break up uh, the season. And I like that it goes on all season, gives you another thing to talk about, another storylines to add, and it just makes it a little more competitive and gives an extra trophy to win. Because when you've got 12 teams, there's only two trophies, the Shield and the Cup, adds another trophy, adds another something to go for. I like it. Oh, man. Preseason tournaments. It reminds me of the WBC. And as
1: a Mets yeah. fan, I'm in a living hell right now. Yes. Because uh, I despise, despise, because there's just. Yeah. I don't even know to talk about it Diaz anymore. It's, it's just going <laughs> <be> to. <that year. laughs> yeah. I heard about that. It's nuts. <clears throat> um, so just re- really looking at this team realistically after last year was brutal. I mean, it was absolutely brutal season. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the fans who had to, I mean, it was a lot of just like one, nothing losses, you know, no offense. Realistically. What do you think the team's expectations this year? I mean, you talked about a top heavy You talk about depth. Um, is this kind of league where the like a team can flip 180 degrees in one season?
3: Yeah, last season, the team that ended up in the final was the KC Current, and they were at the bottom of the, the table the season before. A good coach and a good roster can get you to the finals. And this, again, there's only 12 teams. Anything can happen. And with the, with Gotham, last season, <laughs> try to boil down that entire season to a couple of lines. Uh, they ended up with a new coach, uh, for a rookie coach rookie GM and a roster that just was not built for depth and it just ended up being they were competitive at first like you were saying there was a lot of one nothing one nothing losses two to one losses at the beginning and then he felt like at the beginning of the season he felt like one ball bounces here and there we're still in this we're still competitive we're still getting there and then The coach lost the plot, and the team started losing 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. And and the middle of the season was just not competitive. We had a new coach, an interim coach, who basically gelled the team back together. Now, this team was talented. They just were not putting the final product together. And if you look at the last game of last season, the one thing this team did not lose was that fight. They went in against the Shield-leading Portland Thorns, who eventually won the title. Went down 3-1 and then came back and fought back to 3-3, three, three, and it was incredible. <laughs> this team fights. They are competitive. And adding all these new players to the roster, I think this team, this season, with a new coach who has a really good game plan, can win one of those three trophies that we just talked about. I think they realistically can win one. So if, if you had to take a guess, which would you put your money on
0: for Gotham City to win?
3: Ooh. I think the Challenge Cup. I think this team is deep enough. Because the Challenge Cup, as you know, like the Open Cup, is all about depth. And I think Gotham has enough depth, enough players that can fill in to keep the pressure on. And I think they can do that.
1: So they don't have to roll out a, a real second-grade B team out there for
0: those, for those games.
3: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: So now the um, Women's World Cup is uh, this summer. Right, and we know for the the men's side is during the international windows, players leave, and most leagues, MLS is not one of those, which actually stop playing to a lot of their players to be overseas. Uh, how does the NWSL handle their international players, and I guess more importantly, how is this season going to be affected by the women's World Cup?
3: That's a good question for Gotham because as we just spoke about, there's a lot of women's national team players. On this roster so we will most likely lose two or three forwards and uh, a midfielder or two but they did the best they could as far as like lessening the schedule around the tournament so there's gonna be the least amount of games they could possibly play around that time but i think got them as we talked about as far as their depth i think it's in a unique position to do really well during those times uh you know those times um all right so this weekend
1: are you allowed to make a prediction on this show
3: or do, I don't or do you have to tune into your pipe oh you oh go on i make i do i manifest things i don't uh <laughs> i don't make predictions so uh with with our with this game coming up on sunday it is getting a new coach a lot of new players our first real run out. i'm not expecting too much the interesting thing about this game is that again it's in la where they're going to have a full crowd it's going to be a it's going to be bonkers there and it's a lot of their, their coach is a former Gotham coach. They have a former Gotham assistant coach, former Gotham goalkeeping coach. So it's, it feels like Gotham B over there. So we know them. We know they play. I think we stack up pretty well against them. I say manifest a 2-1 win.
1: Where is, um what what stadium's the game at, by the way?
3: It was the Bank of America. Was it now? Was it something else now?
1: I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, BMO BMO, BMO Stadium. Now. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I this is the, the last question I have. Um, so if you know, you said there's only 12 teams, so you're gonna play everybody a bunch of times. Um, out of the 11 opponents for Gotham FC, who do you think is gonna be the most interesting opponent to watch over the course of the season? Like which like if you had to pick an opponent for for people new to tune into like to you know to be a really good game experience what would that opponent be
3: hmm. i would probably say kc uh the, the, the current they're building a monster of a roster over there it is a interesting look because they have i think they made it to the finals last season but they also went out and purchased Pretty much every name player they could think of on the in the offseason so they loaded up as well even now that they're being in, in the finals so i think they're going to be a, a really powerhouse of a roster so i would like to see this team and that team go head to head with all their new additions and see you know which one comes out the best because both of them are going to have unique styles uh, the casey uses a very unique formation and so does so does gotham so it's going to be a very interesting stylistic matchup as well i think that is the team that i'm really gunning for 'Cause during the off season we took some of their players, they took some of ours. It's just like there's a lot of in a good position to make a lot of wins.
1: All right. So last thing. You say you don't make predictions for Gotham. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you gotta make a prediction for the New York Red Bulls this weekend as they go down into Atlanta, who you know they
3: rarely lose to. Okay, uh, that's a that's a tough one. Atlanta looked really good in the past week. They looked, they looked interesting, but they always bring the best out of Red Bull. They always do. It's always a dogfight, and I think physically... you, you mean Charlotte. Charlotte. Atlanta's next week. Okay, Atlanta's next week. Okay. Sorry, you're right. Yes, with Charlotte. Charlotte's also a tough team. I think they're a good offensive team. Red Bull, I think, matched up pretty well against them, and I think this team, this Red Bull's team, will pull it a win. one nothing. Over, right. over, under, on minutes for Van Zier.
2: <laughs> <Ooh. laughs>
3: I say he gets the whole second half.
0: So you're you're taking four I would say forty-five. And you're taking the over. Is what you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm. The guy looks I good. Know. I like him.
0: He, he's been averaging fifteen. So <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Gary, as as you know, since you listen to the show, we always let our guests uh, promote their themselves or whatever they're associated with so you know where can people find you online where can they find your podcasts all that good stuff
3: we are the top nwsl team podcast out there Uh, we do one gotham player a month at least with the interviews we got some lined up right now i can't wait but we're a weekly podcast we come out usually every thursday you can find us on anywhere you can find us on spotify you can find us on itunes we're everywhere our Fun pages are going to be the Twitter spit Twitter at over Gotham pod. And then on Instagram at soccer over Gotham, find us there. We do a lot of fan content, a lot of fan polls, and we are the voice of the fans. So come on over, talk to us, and we'd love to hear from you.
0: All right. Uh, So, Gary, thank you for taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Uh, Good luck, of course, to Gotham FC on their season. And good luck to you and uh, your co-host, Ruby. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here today, but – uh, good luck to you guys and your podcast this year, and maybe we'll check in at some point and see how Gotham FC is doing.
3: Absolutely, and we should have you guys on our pod too, checking with the Red Bulls as well. It should be fun. Oh, <laughs>
0: Cross I, I, Cross I just, I just heard Mega Show. That's what I heard. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> All right, uh, Gary,
0: thank you again once again for coming on. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant Podcast. Once again, I want to thank Gary for coming on the show. Uh, if you want to check him out, make sure to uh, check him out on Soccer over Gotham Podcast. Uh, uh, we were just going to say this for later, but we might as well talk about it. Gotham FC's season opener. We mentioned it was on Sunday, March 26th against Angel City. Uh, that game is going to be broadcast at 9 p.m. on the Paramount Plus service. Uh, if you are interested in watching NWSL, Everything is CBS-related, so it's either Paramount Plus or CBS Sports. Um, And I think they actually have some CBS proper games, too, during the season, but I'm not 100% sure about that. All right, so before we talk about the uh, match coming up this weekend for the New York Red Bulls, we do have to talk about some international call-ups because they will be missing from this weekend's game. Three players, as of now, have been called up uh, by their respective nations – so, the Red Bulls will be missing this weekend. Uh, forward Corey Burke, who's been called up by Jamaica. Uh, midfielder Christian Caceres Jr. has been called up by Venezuela. And this one doesn't really hurt as much as he has been playing. Uh, but Steven Sawada has been called up by Uganda. Oh, no. So, not great in terms of the fact that we had two, what has been two main players being called up. But good in the fact that it's only two players. Uh, there are some teams out there, i.e., Philadelphia and Orlando, that have like six or seven players being called up by various nations and youth teams. So, in terms of losing players, we're not in a bad boat. It sucks we're going to be playing during an international break, but it's MLS. So,
1: yeah. What else is new?
0: Yep. <clears throat> All right. So, the Red Bulls will be traveling down to uh, Charlotte to take on Charlotte uh, uh, FC. That game is Saturday, March 25th. Uh, coverage starts at 7.30, kickoff at 7.39. And former Red Bull Sand will be calling this game as the color commentator. So that will be a nice uh, little touch. Uh, game will be on MLS Season Pass. Not sure if this is the free ver- or free game of the week. Uh, Charlotte comes into this match with a 1-0-3 oh. record, getting their first win this past weekend against Orlando. Uh, So three points, three goals scored, seven goals against um, in (laughs) their Last five is clearly a win (laughs) and three losses. Um, One of those was the home opener in St. Louis where I believe Charlotte scored an own goal which was the first goal at the stadium in St. Louis. So that's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, so predictions, Truman, you go first. What is your prediction for the match on Saturday?
1: Of course, Corey Burke has to miss his game, just as he had a fantastic game. Um, no surprise there. But here's the real prediction. Dante Van Zier better be on that goddamn field for at least 60 minutes. See, that's what we said last week. I just, I, you know, then we just, then we just blow up the stadium of Charlotte. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the Panthers um, don't need to say anymore. I refuse to watch Tom Barlow start a game anymore. There's no reason for it. None. I want that man on the bench, enjoying the bench, coming on in the 89th minute. That's what I want out of Tom Barlow. Uh, that being said, I think Charlotte fans still need some more humbling. Um, and I'm hoping the New York Red Bulls do it to him. So I'm going to stay with the Red Bulls win again, cause I'm a bad man and I love being a, a side punishment, <laughs> but I mean, I like the way the team played minus one really bad gaffe. Uh, let's go. Let's see. Gary said one, nothing. So I, I'm not going to say that I'll be different. Um, let's go two
0: one. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of positives we could take out of last week or at least the second half of last week. Um, Charlotte has not had a good start to the season. Um, so in their losses, it was one, nothing at home to new England, three, one on the road, to St. Louis, which whatever it's new stadium opening up, but then lost three, nothing at home to, to, uh, Atlanta. In fairness, Atlanta seems to be a pretty good team this year. So, uh, but they have lost two home games this year. Um, I, if I remember correctly, we, I want to say we drew the game at Charlotte last year. We didn't win. It was either we draw or lost. But, um, it, yeah, I, I just, I don't see this team at least getting a win over us. I'm going to go positive and say win myself because I, I don't want to see another draw. Um. I think you're going to go a little bit more positive. I'm going to copy your prediction from last week, and I'm going to say 2-0 victory for the Red Bulls on the road. Um, I almost said 3-1 because last week we joked about one goal, then two, then three. Mm-hmm. I don't think that streak continues, but I, I, as long as we win, that's all that really matters in the end is that we win. All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls 2. Yeah. <laughs> They're back, yes, but they're not in the USL Championship anymore, so there's, I guess, a silver lining there. Uh, They will kick off their MLS Next Pro season uh, on Sunday, March 26th at home against Columbus Crew 2. That game is 7 p.m. Eastern time. For those who want to watch it, it will be available on MLS Season Pass. So you're already paying for MLS season pass. And one way or another, you can get this game included. Do you and like red cards? You should watch this game. And what what was the name of the uh, the Red Bull 2 podcast you came up with? Oh, the Red Card Ramp. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for the dumping ground.
2: I'm the trash man. All
0: right. Is there anything you would like to talk about?
1: Jay, you know there's only one thing I want to talk about, so if you got anything else, you better get out of the way right now. I don't, and I watched it. Excellent, Formula One. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Uh, listen, what a weekend it was for Red Bull, because despite getting knocked out of qualifying in the second stage, Max Verstappen started in the 15th and finished second, only behind our boy, Checo Perez, who finished first. Um Pretty much wire-to-wire wire in this. I mean, he, he gave up the lead a couple of times, but he dominated. I think that
0: I think like the first and second lap were the only ones he didn't lead, and that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, Red Bull is just—they prove
1: that yet again they are the dominating team in the Formula One. Um, Ferrari—I mean, it's two races in. Ferrari looks completely out of it. Mercedes looks a little bit better. And that's it. Alonso looks really good. Uh, two podiums in the first two races, so good for him. But, I mean— well not two podiums uh two podiums sir they took his points away and then they gave it back um so oh, they gave it back i only, only they they took it away nope nope they gave it back so we did get that third place finish what a weird one strange when it comes to stuff like that like why don't you wait a couple of days before to make any of those decisions um or
0: you know decide in the the hour you had between the supposed incident and the podium yeah so um they're off this week and then they will
1: go race the one game that there's not a chance in hell I could possibly stay awake awake for because they will be in Australia. And um listen, I've tried, I've tried to stay awake for that. It's
0: just that's that's what ESPN Plus is for. That's what I've been using. It's it's tough. Oh yeah, I mean I DVR it. So, so out of curiosity, when it's on actual TV, are there ad breaks? Because on ESPN Plus there are not. <laughs> no, no ad breaks. No ad breaks during. Um,
1: when you do the qualifying sessions, they only show ads in between the three sessions, and
0: there is no ad breaks during the race. God, imagine that. I mean, I know yeah, there's ad boards and stuff nice, all over the it? track, but it, no fucking ad breaks is nice. Yeah, it is. And listen, I, if you're at all interested in motorsports, I would definitely say F1 is the one to check out. I mean, NASCAR is left turns for three hours, like yes. just whatever f1 is actual you know racing and technique i will say i don't know how they engineered it but that fucking car that Verstappen drove was so fast when it came to the uh the pit lane straight away i, I know that that the drs system allows them to open the flap is is part of it but he just carried so much speed there. I think he overtook like six cars alone on that stretch of the, the track. Yeah, well, I mean, it's,
1: it's amazing. The past, the past three years, at least, Red Bull has the fastest car on a straightaway, by far, bar none. Um, and when they're on courses where you have a lot of that and they can get that DRS zone, I mean, that's just what's going to happen with this team. They They're extremely dominant right now. I mean, I hope it continues that way, but. Uh, Mercedes already said they didn't like their car this year, and it's already shown that they are finishing fourth, fifth, sixth. Those are the places. I mean, again, two races in, but they're not very excited. They're hoping maybe like in about five or six races they'll have a little bit of a better car. But right now, I mean, it's, it's, again, Red Bulls for the taking. So if you like a constant winner, this is the team to watch.
0: Now, how does the fastest slap point work? Is that per race or is it across the whole season? Per race,
1: per race. So fast slap, you get a point, a bonus point uh at the end of the race.
0: And I get and I forget neither I guess neither of the Red Bulls guys got it in the first race. Because uh, no, they I said think um, Alex Albans
1: got it in the first one, I believe. Yeah, because
0: they said Perez would be ahead by a point. So he got the fastest lap.
1: So but then Max won the fastest lap in the last lap of the race, um which put him back in first. Yeah. Check had it and then Max got it back. So he he remains in first place, which is honestly just the way the Red Bulls, Red Bulls want it.
0: <laughs> All right. And that and that's our F1 podcast. The- that's right. Red Bull racing rant. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now it is time for Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible.
1: Um, it's, it's not a score thing, but you should never let an expansion team uh, set a record for four straight wins to open a season. But that's exactly what San Jose did. Losing three, I think it was yeah, three nothing to St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis scored like early on too. Give me one second to pull it up. Oh no, scored in the 34th minute. But anyway, you shouldn't let that happen. What's wrong with you? Don't don't let don't let these fans get excited. It just builds their hope up to come crashing down. But there's a good chance the St. Louis will probably win a cup before we do. Um, But before I take a dig, I don't want to just take a dig at ourselves. I do want to say that uh, St. Louis' stadium is really nice looking. They had really cool red lighting going on, and they also have their own stadium. Just saying. And there's was a team, the team that plays in the area that doesn't have their own stadium, probably never will.
2: Do, did you like the rumor Despite about
0: plans? Do you like the the rumor of the um, whatever the the fucking title is for New York City councilman uh, that wants to to have the Jets share that stadium? Hilarious. Not gonna happen. <laughs> it's it's not gonna but it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of Jets fans want it because a lot of Jets fans are from Long Island and Queens and that's like, right. I mean that's that's their biggest fan base. You know. Yeah. But I mean come on. You think the Jets are gonna move out of that stadium they just built ten years ago? No. But no. they pay for it? What are they
1: what are they? The Atlanta Braves, not gonna happen. Texas Rangers, give me a break. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. Uh is that it? Are we we done? Yeah, we're fucking done. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. Dollar a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. You want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us like Eddie did and get your voice on the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at the Truman for Truman. Uh, we're also on Mastodon, which I ha- really have not been posting on uh, at Red Bull Rant at MSTDN.social. You can subscribe to a show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yep, you got our hopes up. Don't fuck it up. Win. All right. For Truman and myself, this has been episode 422 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls and go Gotham FC.
1: Yeah. Don't get red cards. Red Bulls.